Cedric Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot, and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move, and Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's day four of guest stars, and I am bringing in my friend, Matt Karnecki. Matt is a current tennis player at Albion College. Albion College and Adrian College are huge rivals for anyone who does not know, but me and Matt actually met at the University of Detroit Jesuit High School and Academy. That's how me and Eric met. Eric guest appeared on this show Tuesday. If you want to check that out, pause this podcast and give it a listen. But anyway, Matthew's going to give us let's just say a different perspective of hockey he's going to give us a recreational standpoint his playing career his brother's playing career it's basically very interesting and very compelling and we are going to hear from his perspective so without further ado let's meet Matthew and joining me via uber conference all the way from Royal Oak Michigan my friend Matthew Karnecki Matthew how you doing I'm doing great Trey how are you I'm hanging in there thank you for coming on to the show and welcome to Locked On Devils it's good to have you. Or, <laughs> good to talk to you, I guess. Yeah, so uh, first, let's just talk about hockey in general. So wh- where did hockey start for you? What's your story with it? So I started playing hockey when I was extremely young. I believe I have a trophy from my very first year playing hockey. And it's, uh, I'm a 2000 birth year, and I played in uh, 2004 to 2005. So, you know, I started really young. And sort of, I started off, you know, just going through the normal um, levels of hockey. And I believe it was my fourth year of hockey, I started playing travel. And it was sort of on and off travel wreck for me. And then high school, um, unfortunately, I stopped playing tennis due to other, or not tennis, I'm sorry, uh, hockey due to other commitments. But, you know, I played for a little over a decade. Um, So, yeah, that's my hockey playing experience. So you talked about how you're, you're a t- tennis player now. You played. Uh, yes. You put pl- you played tennis at Albion College, if I'm correct. Yes. Yep. For, for anyone who doesn't know, Albion is about I'd say, four, 90 minutes away from uh, my college, Adrian College. So, uh, yeah, we're we're rival schools, and and Matthew Karnacki. I don't know why I didn't say this at the top of the show. He's a he, he plays tennis there uh, at the college level. So did uh, just a. Uh, Side note, did uh, hockey help prepare you for tennis in tor- in terms of hand-eye coordination? I would say absolutely. I feel like a big thing with tennis and, you know, same with hockey is sort of the on and off again of, you know, for hockey, you know, take a minute shift and, you know, rest up for your next minute shift. And it's the same with tennis, you know, play a point and then you've got a real short off time and then play again. So sort of that, you know, on and off there is common in both sports has really helped really so you got any like funny stories or interesting stories so like we want to know more about your uh hockey uh career so you 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 played recreational you played travel you stopped in high school like care to say any like cool stories that you want to share with my listeners um i would say so um i played i feel i believe four to five years of travel and then it just due to everything that was going on in my life, I started playing house. And 
so when I went back to house, you know, it's very different. You know, I was, I was never, play, I never played like triple A top level hockey. I played, you know, double A, but it's still going from double A to house is a really big difference between, you know, the players you're playing against and sort of just the mindset, you know, travel with, you know, got to win, do this, do that. And house, it's just, you know, we can lose 10 nothing, but as long as we're having fun, you know, who cares? And so I was one of the better players on the team. I, I'd say the best player on the, my team, at least. And uh, it was my second year of playing house. And we were down um, by two goals with about five minutes left in the third period. And just by complete chance, I happened to score a hat trick in those last five minutes, my last two shifts, and we ended up winning. So, you know, it's nothing spectacular and the grand scheme of things, but it's just a very fond memory I look back on. You know, I wouldn't um, downgrade that. I, rem- I, As you know, I call hockey at, at my respective school, and uh, the hat trick is always impressive because it, it, it's hard to score three goals in a season, let alone just one yeah. game. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. And for mm-hmm. anyone who, who doesn't know or anyone who's a casual fan, uh, the House League is a league chiefly in youth sports in which teams play only others in the same league and do not travel outside a limited area for competition. So uh, that, in other words, it's a recreational team, as, as I stated. Um, so so do you have any uh, brothers, sisters who are also into hockey and you got any short stories to share from their perspective? Um, I do. My I have a younger sister who's about a year younger than me. And then I have a younger brother who is um, just under, just over three years younger than me. And my sister played hockey for a few years and, you know, that was that. But my brother is actually like, he is, um, you know, plays at the top level. He's been drafted into the OHL and um, what is it? The I'm blanking on the name. It's like a, a juniors league or, whatever the official league is. And so I would say just, you know, I've always enjoyed hockey. I've enjoyed playing it. And, you know, while there were a few years where I took it more seriously, I never thought of it as, you know, this is the main focus of my life. But for my brother, you know, it is his main, the main focus of his life. Um, So sort of just it's uh like I can see I've seen sort of both sides of the coin you know you got you know people who just play hockey for fun and then you've got the people who play hockey and you know that's all they want to do they want to do whatever they can to get into the NHL um so I would say that probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed in you know well no matter the uh level that is being played on you know you've always got parents who you know, their kid is the best in the world and they can do no wrong. But like, right. you'd be surprised how much, even at the top level, like my younger brother is 16. Even at that age, you still have parents like that. And, you know, you just kind of wonder, you know, what's going to happen, you know, once the kids, you know, start playing college hockey or OHL, you know, it's how are the kids going to be able to handle it if they don't have their parents always, talking to the coach or doing this or doing that. And so I guess, you know, it's just. Surreal, I guess. Yeah. You know, you've got parents that, 
you know, support their kids, but are realistic with them, you know, and then you've got the other parents who, you know, oh, my kid is the greatest on the team. He's going to go into the NHL. So it's sort of just, you know, I guess it'll be interesting to see how certain kids on his team or, you know, kids in his age group end up, you know, based on how their parents acted and, you know, whether or not they allowed their kids to have freedom and, you know, sort of figure it out for themselves or, you know, sort of sheltered them and did everything for them. You know, uh, I you were talking about how strict or crazy the parents can get. And I experienced that firsthand when I was uh, doing play-by-play for Adrian College. It's because uh, during my first time uh, on, on the broadcast, my first time on the broadcast, uh, I didn't know what what I was doing. I, I completely butchered it. I messed it up. And you know what happened to me, Matt? Uh, what? I think the admin building and also the the PTA of college, I think they sent it, they sent an eight paragraph email to ACTV saying he sh- has to be taken off the mic. He was an insult to the game of hockey. He was, uh, you know, very Bush league and stuff like that. I was like, it was my first broadcast. It was my first <laughs> day on the job. Like, you know, I got mm-hmm. nervous. Like I sure I said some uh, stupid things, but you know, I didn't know what I was doing because it, it's harder than it looks. And oh, you know, absolutely, it's just like woof. Uh, but no, I yeah. I totally get it. But and you know, I've met some uh, nice parents who 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 do like my broadcast as I got better, and they were just um, so supportive. Um, uh, and you know they're called hockey parents for a reason. Like that—that's literally <laughs> terminology. They're hockey parents because mm-hmm. yeah. you know they're either really good or they're really crazy to the point where they want you fired if you mess up, like one little thing. Yeah, and I really commend you for you know sticking through with it because you know play-by-play commentary is no easy feat. You know I feel like it's one of those things where people seem to have in their mind, you know, oh, I, I could do that. But, you know, when you're actually put in front of a microphone and have to make split second decisions, it is extremely difficult. And my friend just hit it, hit the nail on the head. He is absolutely <laughs> right. If you are watching t- TV and you see Doc Emmerich, if you see Matt Vaskersian, if you see Gus Johnson, or if you see Kevin Harlan, whatever sport you watch, whatever sport you're a fan of, I know Matt and I, we both like NASCAR. If you're watching Matt, Mike Joy do it. Uh, if they if it looks easy, it's because they make it look easy. It's extremely difficult, and it's not easy to do. So, yeah, it's just like uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate the compliment, my man. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely difficult, and just uh, something you that not everyone can do. And Before we continue, I know, I know, I know you're enjoying what you're listening to, but just hear me out for a second because I need to make an important announcement. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, (laughs) I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is the even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com you were talking about let's uh shift the subject back to you again so you were talking about your brother. He goes to the Ontario Hockey League. That's a um, one of the three major junior ice hockey leagues, which uh, constitute the Canadian Hockey League. Uh, it's meant, you know, for players between the ages of 16 and 21. Um, does he have any intentions of like going to the NHL maybe, or maybe even, uh, or even doing what some people at Adrian College do, which is they do junior hockey. They're still getting an education, but they're playing professionally a little bit. And then they go to college uh, to play at the next level. What what's his plans? I know you. I don't want you to speak for your brother, but just based on what you know. Yeah. So sort of based on what I know. So I did say he got drafted by the uh, into the OHL, but he is not going to be playing in the OHL because it's technically professional hockey. So if he plays in the OHL, he would forfeit any scholarships that he would earn, you know, from any colleges for hockey. So my parents oh, are I very strict. Yes. Yeah, so. It's sort of, you know, if hockey is all you want to do and you don't want to go to college, you can take the OHL route. But if you play a junior hockey, um, you know, it's not a professional hockey league. So he's actually committed to going to the University of Massachusetts for hockey, which is, you know, a really good hockey school. So, you know, my parents are very strict. Like, you know, there's no way of going to the OHL. You can play juniors, but you're going to college, you're going to be uh, you know, get an education, you're going to get a good educa- education. And, you know, because of hockey, you're not going to have to pay for it. You're not going to have to worry about student debt. And that's the first and foremost thing is, you know, make sure you get that education because, you know, he wants to play in the NHL and I think he's in a great spot too. Uh, you know, that would could be his end goal. That's his dream. But at the end of the day, if he goes through college, gets, you know, essentially a free education and you know at the end of the day he's like you know i don't want to play hockey anymore you know that's a perfectly good way to end it you know you've set out what you've done or you've finished what you set out to do and you know you've got you know you don't it's not like hockey is your only um you know the end all be all you've got other things in your life that you can focus on so Sort of going back to the parents thing, uh, I've got my brother's team. There are some kids who are going, like my brother, who are going to play college and sort of take a similar route to him. But then you also have uh, other kids who are going to be playing in the OHL. And, you know, you sort of ask yourself, um, you know, from the parents' perspective, if uh, your kid is able to get into OHL, odds are they're going to be, they would be able to get into a college and, you know, get some sort of scholarship for hockey at that college. So, you know, would you rather have him forfeit that, you know, college experience? And, you know, it's not like you can't go to college, but it's financially a heck of a lot better to 
have a hockey scholarship than not have a hockey scholarship. So it's sort of just, you know, certain parents, you know, I don't know whether they, it's like setting them up for failure or if it's, I don't want to say it sets them up for failure, but, you know, it's certain kids, it's probably not the best route to go directly into professional hockey. Right. Because the game of hockey can only take you so far. The game of anything can take you so far, but your education is more important. So unless you're guaranteed to go to the NHL, like 100%, and this Mm -hmm. is for any of my listeners who are, you know, contemplating whether playing professional or going to college, always choose the college route unless you are guaranteed 100% a spot on the NHL roster. Yeah, unless you're like, unless you're like Jack Hughes and you're 18 years old and you're guaranteed to go uh, number one overall. Look at Jack Hughes now. He he's one of the biggest. Uh, so far, he's one of the biggest number one draft pick busts since the 90s, who were picked mm-hmm. uh, first overall. So you know, always do that. Um, uh, just a couple more things I want to touch on. You and I were talking a few days ago, and you talked about like I, I guess recreational fights that you've witnessed or been a part of. Like, care to to tell me more about that? Because I was actually kind of compelled, or did I just miss? Uh, hear something. Um, I think I was also talking about uh, parents and I've got like, I could probably spend another half hour just talking about, you know, experiences with parents. And I'd say it's always seems like there's, you know, there's one or two parents on a team who sort of instigate things like, you know, the kid is always right. And, you know, anyone else on the team is wrong. And, you know, it's sort of, you know, they seem to antagonize, you know, other parents, like they want to start something. Um, I would say most hockey parents are, you know, wonderful people, but you always have those one or two on each team that, you know, going to start something. And sometimes it's even can take to like go outside of just hockey. Um, you know, just to put it very generally, like my family was decent. We were friends with another family and, you know, due to the other parents' decisions, um, and sort of just conflict outside of the rink, you know, we don't talk to them. We've completely, you know, separated. So it's just, you know, hockey's great. You'll meet a whole bunch of wonderful people, but you always have, I'm sure it's the same for any sport. You know, there's one or two people who will do anything to start something. That's correct. And, you know, the, I always say rivalries will either bring out the best in you or the absolute worst. And I guess the same goes for like parents who have a kid who plays a competitive sport. It's either going to bring in the best out of them or the absolute worst. Like, are you trying to live through your kid's dream or are, are you, what are you really supportive of what they do? And you're 100% aware that it's their life and they get to choose what they want to do. I think you just said perfectly what, you know, I was thinking about was, you know, you've got the parents, you know, like the one I previously mentioned who lives through their kids, you know, it's not, there's a difference between living through your kids and wanting the best for your kids. You know, you sort of almost project yourself on your kids and, you know, you try to micromanage their life when you're living through them and, you know, rather than just letting them live their own life and make their own decisions. That's great. Um, one last thing. I know the NHL is about to start up again. Any comments you want to add? Any personal ones? Um, <laughs> well, you know, obviously being from the Detroit area, I'd have to say that the Red Wings um, would probably be my favorite team. But uh, as we all know, 
they are not the greatest and I don't think they made they didn't make the playoffs. So uh No, they're they're you know. nowhere close. <laughs> nowhere close. <laughs> so um I guess, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they these playoffs work, you know, sort of going forward, you know, is every like I'm they're doing a whole lot of stuff to make sure it's as safe and, you know, as uh, scheduled as possible, but you know, hopefully everything goes to plan, but it does seem like, you know, they've got stuff that they want to do and are going to implement it. And hopefully everyone stays safe and we get to see some good hockey. But thank you for those words, uh, Matthew. Okay. While I still have you on the phone, do you want to say hi to anyone? Yeah. Um, I'm good. <laughs> You're good. All right. Just, yeah. Well, uh, thank oh, you for, do, thank I, you for coming on. Yeah. This show. Oh, wait, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I just wanted to say, uh, do you want to let your brother know your brother Wes say well just let him know I said hi I really have I haven't talked to him in quite a while so I just want to make sure he's doing good he's doing well and I I also talked to him about our NASCAR talks that you and I sometimes <laughs> have so I want to thank Matthew for coming on to the show it was a pleasure he we get the inside of recreational college and also partly high school hockey and he adds his intuition of just the sport of hockey in general at a lower level so thank you for doing that Thanks for having me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this open hockey discussion on the show. It's always nice to get new perspectives in and just talking about hockey in general and just going at it, especially when the Devils aren't in the playoffs. So sometimes you have to be adaptable. But anyway, that's a story for a different time. Thank you for tuning in and listening. There's more in store. Have a great day and continue to stay safe, New Jersey.